This is this is also a typical man. Um, me being a man, I passed on going to the doctor and decided just to see what happens. Oh my God. Since then, Brown's been back to normal, no blood. Nothing has gone up my ass medically or playfully. Is this something I should have checked out? Yes, you should have it checked out. Oh my God, yes. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Welcome back, everybody. Dr. After Dark. Dr. After Dark at gmail.com. Is those vo- those uh, emails coming at gmail.com and also to 818-253-1693 for the voice messages. We've got tons of those today. Store.ymhstudios.com for the, well, there's the anal that starts at 50 t-shirt and there's also the uh, Rational Revolution let's not, Cup. Let's not forget the shirtless Drew shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. The shirtless Drew shirt Yeah, there's shirt some good available. merch over there. Buddy. There is indeed. Also, the bobblehead is at drdrew.com slash shop. Um, I want to blow through some emails today. I want to sort of rapid fire them. I see some things up there that interest me. I, I'm, I see a stop calling me daddy now, what that's all about. Those are always intrigue me. But let me do a couple emails real quick. All right, here we go. Uh, 24, favorite pastime was drinking. Uh, let's see. I wake up feeling like there's a wad of mucus in the back of my throat. When I try to spit it out, my uvula flops back onto the back of my tongue. Every time now my, my uvula swells to the size of my thumb and stays that way for about two days. What? Yeah. You know, the uvula is thing that hangs down in the middle. Right. Of the, yeah. It flips onto the back of his tongue. He literally, they can enlarge and get inflamed. It can be really nasty. Is it just dehydration for the booze or something else? It, um, you can get ulcers. Ulcers can appear on them. Look, look at a uvula ulcer. Ulcer. Uvula, V-U-L-A, ulcer, pictures, and there they are. Look at that. Nice, lovely. Whoa. See how big it is? That one down the, on the, on the there you go. Gee, oh, wow. That is touching the tongue. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They, and they can, and it doesn't have to be an ulcer. They can get infected. They can just get irritated. The uvula is a you know, nefarious little beast. Uh, and if it really bothers somebody, we put them on antibiotics typically. If it's a recurrent ulcer, that kind of needs to be looked at. The herpes can sometimes do that. Other things can do it. It's uh, nasty, nasty. So, yeah, uvula enlargement. Uh, who knew that could be God the case? Damn. But a uh, little Keflex sometimes clears it right up. That's all I'm saying. Uh, hammering the prostate. Hey, Hitler and Booth Boys. Recently, I discovered that I'm a big fan of prostate play. Not to throw that in your face, Dr. Drew. And by the way, I, 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 I'm glad you brought this up because I, I hope I didn't seem to make the case that no one likes prostate play. That's not the case at all. Some people like it a lot. My wife and I have been using prostate massagers and done some pegging. It's been pretty awesome. This is how you know you're into it. You're into it. Guys that are not into it, find it uncomfortable, painful, aren't into it. You can't turn them into you. And for you, you're not like them. It's different. It's it's cool, whatever you're into. However, on vacation, I developed a UTI. No, you didn't. We engaged in anal sex with her friend. Uh, well, let's we'll see what it is. I, I'm sure it's prostatitis, something like that. Uh, engaged in anal sex with her friend. Where did the friend suddenly get into this? That's I mean, interesting. Yeah. Uh, however, two quarts of antibiotics later, I'm still having random urinary issues, burning, etc. I'm now on week six of Cipro because the dog thinks it's prostatitis. That's what it is. It's prostatitis. Uh, and prostatitis can be a rough one to, do, to clear up. Recently, I had bright red blood in my stool. That's not related to this, but that needs to be evaluated separately. Can all this be attributed to my starfish, beating up my starfish by my wife? Um yes she could cause bleeding she can cause anal fissures and that's why 
that's why you got to be careful with this stuff because you can get fissures and fistulas and hemorrhoids that bleed. But somebody needs to go and look because it can also be tumors and polyps and other things that are more serious. Touch my prostate through the fence, you fefs. You bet I'm coming up in May. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. So anyway, I, I'm glad you love the prostate play. There are definitely, definitely guys that are into it. And when they're into it, they're into it. I mean, just, you know, I get it. And for you guys, it kind of seemed like there's a G-spot there. But for most guys, no, they're not into it. It's uncomfortable. They don't dig it. Uh, alcohol shits. Uh, I have a question about shit, specifically shitting on mornings after nights of drinking. Uh, I wake up, enjoy a morning brown almost every time. It's a nice, normal, smooth, blah, blah, blah. But after, but after finishing... I give it 10 minutes before my guts start to feather it. Nice try. Uh, does the first shitting session touch my colon through the fence? No. I, I appreciate I appreciate the poetic efforts, but we're going too far here. So the deal is um, what you're evacuating first is stuff that has been sort of packed down there during the day. And what's coming the, to follow it is stuff that has moved through more quickly because of the alcohol. Alcohol does cause diarrhea, especially if you're using a lot of it. It can do it by itself. It can increase, it can make the transit time through the bowels quicker. It can cause gastritis. It can cause lots of things, even a malabsorption if you're really drinking a lot. Cuts on my dick. Three weeks ago, I was having an any style rendezvous with a late. What is an any style rendezvous? Any? I have no idea. I don't either. Any okay. style rendezvous. Yeah, with a lady, a friend of mine. I, I wonder what, what they think they mean. Uh, I have now several cuts going down my foreskin close together. I tried putting antibacterial cream, but it got dry, and then it cracked, and then more cuts. The head of my penis now burns a bit. Uh, the 7 to 10 crack cuts have, have it healed. Um, herpes can look like this, my friend, so you make, you got to have a doctor look at it. It's very hard to... For me, I've said repeatedly for me to assess uh, dermatological problems because people don't really know how to describe it. Um, it could be, you know, other things. It could be just irritation from friction and whatnot. But anything that is an ulcer and hurts needs to be considered herpes until proven and, other, otherwise. And I would say also, uh, if there's anything that you think is wrong with your dick or your pussy or something, uh, you Have know, looked at? go get an STD check before I, you're right into Dr. Drew after dark. I, I you know, know. It's, Or you can write in, but go also quick right. to get the check at the same time. It's a twofer. It, do both of them. No way I can tell you exactly what's going on. You know, it's funny. I was um, <laughs> uh, a comedian named Simpson. Uh, I think that's his last time I'm going to interview him on one of my other podcasts. And Brian Simpson? Bri I think it's Brian Simpson, yeah. Oh, and he's he, hilarious. He is hilarious. And he, he did his, I was watching a little clip of his where he said, you know, racism is like herpes. It's everywhere and everyone pretends that they don't have it. And I thought, oh man, that's a good analogy. That's really funny. Because I, I can tell you as a physician, is way more common than people discuss. Way more. Yeah, that's him. Brian Simpson. Uh, dick size variability. Hey, Hitler. Uh, 30 years old male. Decent shape. Why my man meat has changed size of late. Several months back, I measured it. I really have quite the hog. Needless to say, I was very happy with those results. But uh, diet lately, fast food, garbage, beer. I've been feeling lousy and decided to do another measurement. And I lost half an inch of both length and girth. Ooh, that's interesting. Can lifestyle choices affect my third leg this much? I've ordered a testosterone blood level. Good. I'm going to change my diet. Good. Do another test a few months from now. Good. Keep them high and tight. I, so... People have said all kinds of weird shit to me in the last uh, three or four shows that keep them high and tight has been sort of drowned out. So thank you. Keep them high and tight. And, and, and right? Am I right? Uh, no, yeah, they've been throwing some wild shit at you. Yeah, <laughs> just keep them high and tight. I, I get it. That's good enough. Uh, 
so uh, yes, it turns out for some men there can be a little shift in size. Girth, I don't the half inch girth is is substantial. Uh, I don't normally hear that so much, but uh, yeah, there is some evidence that there's some change in size with testosterone levels in some men. And our testosterone can fluctuate a lot. It can even fluctuate based on what our job is, whether we're in a position of authority, how much working out we are doing, how much sleep we are getting, many our diet, as you're finding out, many, many other things. So yes, yes, yes. And uh, and again, I know how men get motivated. Eat right, make your penis bigger. Uh, earwax tasting funny. My name is Ham. I'm 24. I eat my ear boogers and my boogers. No. Oh. oh yeah. And he sta- his next statement is, no, I am not going to stop. <clears throat> Thank you. My question is about earwax. I've noticed over the last year, mine has started to taste like carrots. Is there any explanation for this, or am I just nuts? Thank you. And strangely, his name is Ham. Uh, so, uh, Ham, uh, congratulations. This is something I've never heard of. Uh, I'm always impressed when people can come up with something I've not heard of. But, uh, uh, you know, earwax... It's a buildup of lots of things, you know, what shampoo you're using, what products are in your hair, your skin, um, you know, how often you clean your ears out, that kind of thing. Why carrots? I have no idea. It probably has something to do with, again, what it is that's getting in there and the bacteria that uh, that accumulate around it. Levi inquiring about a pimple on my dick. Just one. I noticed when I went to the bathroom. On the shaft, I had sex with my girlfriend the night before last. I didn't notice it until about 24 hours after that. I'm 20, shower daily. My girlfriend says she doesn't have anything. Regardless of what it is, it looks like I shouldn't pop it, from what Google has told me. I would agree with that. You can get one of those uh, four di- four nears gangrene. We, yeah. let's get, is it four That's di- a good four instinct. Ne- four nears gangrene, yeah. Is that what it's called, four nears? Am I saying that right, four nears gangrene? Let's look it up. Yeah, four nears. Four nears gangrene, right. Um, I've made you look at that before, right, haven't I? Oh yeah, we're out. Oh, we're, that was quick. Come yeah, on now, come it was on. This guy, I don't. We can't show it. <laughs> what did you see? Uh, That's all treated for nears. That's all. What this the is doc- what it looks like when it's good. This is what it looks oh like when it's good. God. Oh no, the one in the bottom middle is bad. The black one. Yeah, the entire sack no, is no. gone. Yeah. Well, the rest of it has is all what we call uh, the skin is all taken off. It's all peeled back. Yeah. They they sort of. A degloved everything. Remember, you heard me talking about degloving. Yeah, That's how they I treat it. De-gloving. Yes, good times, huh? Four years gangling. It's a nice thing. Yeesh. And the, did you notice? Wait, go back. Did you did you notice that Weinstein's picture is there? Do, do you know why? Do you know why? Because he has it. He had it. Really? And it was. And it, it, people let the press are such idiots. They. It was actually in one of the uh, testimonies as to whether or not she she had seen his penis. She testified to the fact that he had he'd had four years gangrene and had a, a scar from that. Isn't that interesting? How do you how do you how does this happen? Um, diabet diabetes, uh, and uh, something you know, pimples and things like that. Like this guy's asking about, they're very very common. They occur on the testes, they occur on the shaft of the penis, and you get these little boils like, and they then pus comes out if you express it or if you uh, sort of scrape off the top. And uh, there can be sort of infection, staph, and whatnot. And if you don't have a fully functioning immune system and if you don't notice it, like you're obese and there's a lot of folds there and you don't see it, it can start to fester and it can get bad. I think Annie's dissociating in here. I, I've noticed Annie's been very, very quiet through today's show. <laughs> I, 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 I got lost track. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. My fault. Yeah, yeah unintentional. 
My bad. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> show them that picture again. Maybe we can actually make it no, intentional. Let's not. Nah. There's there's certain things that I do like to, to jam and pry with Andy, but uh, that's not one of them. Here comes uh, a <laughs> appreciate. A, don't call me daddy. Don't call me daddy on my thread. Don't call me daddy. Hey, Hitler, I saw your explanation of how semen does not come from the balls, but it comes from little by little the ball to the prostate. And in, in no. What? No. <laughs> no. Oh, is this more common the balls? Yes. Uh, why can't people get this? It's so simple. Let, let's see it again. Let's get let's get the prostate, seminal vesicles, testes up there again. Okay. So, here we go. The old semi vesicles. Yeah. Uh Actually, I should do male pelvic uh cross Yeah, I think that. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. Well, no, no. Actually, that that like? I uh, oh, there we go. I, I kinda, this guy. I kind of like that lower left middle, the cartoon all the way to the left. Go all the way that that no no that one that seems so sketchy. Nope, next one over the other way. <laughs> that yeah Damn. that. Um yeah that kind of shows it right. So so the are you with me on this? Do you see what this is? No, yeah. I'm just upset that I couldn't understand what left meant. Okay. <laughs> So the thing on top is the bladder, right? Right. Okay. The round thing that kind of look, no, no, yeah, and but also on the on the the diaphragm. There you go. Uh, and then the thing below it, that sort of apple-looking thing, that's a that's the prostate. Okay. And the if you the prostate is produces a lot of fluid, and if you go up to the right, that's the seminal vesicles, which have the fluid and the and the semen built into it. And that gets mixed together, right? It comes out of there and mixes together from the prostate fluid. And away it goes. There you go. That down to that way is where the testes are. They're just slowly dripping. So so little by little, the balls to the seminal vesicles, not the prostate, uh, and then onto said person. I think you're meaning ejaculate. Could one use the balls as a pump? No. To coax the come out faster. The only thing coming out of the balls really is little tiny sperm cells. That's it. That's what's coming out of your testes. Testosterone and sperm cells. That's it. That big gland between your bladder and your pelvic floor, the prostate, is what's producing all the fluid. Okay? And it's uh, getting mixed with the seminal vesicle stuff. Oh, my goodness. Now, I guess you could make it. Could you, could you milk the prostate to produce more fluid? And the answer to that is sort of probably yes, Sick. a little bit, a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, let's hear a voice message. Let's do that. Hey, Dr. Hey. Hitler, this is Joseph. So mm -hmm. I once shot speed in my cock, oh. and I'm wondering what could have happened if I missed because mm. I think about that shit a lot. Could I have never felt sex again? All right. You better believe I'm coming up in May. Yeah, uh, IV drug addicts use the penis not infrequently uh, for that vein to get uh, stuff to the... Uh, Jesus. Yes, they do. Uh, heroin, uh, you know, it, look, the needle can damage things. Extravasating whatever you're injecting into the penis can hurt it. There are bacteria you can introduce, you know, and you can get a Fournier's gangrene. You can get that pretty easily, studying dirty needles into your penis. The thing that really would fuck things up is cocaine because cocaine is a vascular constrictor. People inject cocaine? Yeah, yeah, sure. What's, what's a speedball, my friend? Cocaine and heroin. I don't know. That's what know. killed John Belushi, a speedball. <laughs> oh. Speed and heroin. 
Um, and they're pretty commonly put together. But cocaine has a vascular constricting property that can do a lot of damage, and that's where you could really hurt yourself. So the meth is not as bad as the cocaine, but dirty needles into the penis, no bueno. And uh, all that meth, if it got into the tissue, could obviously hurt things as well, too. It bur essentially burns the tissue. All right, another one. Hey, Drew. Hey. Weird concussion question. Mm. Back in high school, I got around seven concussions while playing football, mm -hmm. and I'm 23 now. And I was wondering if there were any things that I should be taking to prevent myself from getting CTE mm. when I'm older. I don't know if you can prevent CTE like that, but yeah. I'm worried about it. I don't know why. This only beat me. Bet I'm coming up in May. So, yeah. He I doesn't mean, know why he's worried. Yeah, about. I know. I think the seven concussions is why. Right. I mean, three major concussions and you're at some risk. And that's why you should end, end your career after three, really, unless there's some compelling reason to stay with it. Uh, I, I, I'm not aware of any supplementation off the top of my head. I mean, there is, uh, you know, people talking about sildenafil reducing the risk of dementias. I, I don't know. Really? If they, yeah. That's the that's the dick pill. That's Viagra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that it's been proven, but it's being discussed. You huh. know, the um, there's a guy named Nowinski. I think. Can you look up that name? Nowinski. I think his name is. He's he has a uh, and look CTE at CTE after that. Yeah, yeah concussion. concussion. Chris Nowinski. There he is. Uh, the Concussion Legacy Foundation. I would check out the Concussion Legacy Foundation. Uh, they're doing a lot of breakthrough research there, trying to ask these questions. Uh, they keep pretty, Chris is a great guy. I've interviewed him a few times and they keep abreast of what is, uh, going on now. Do we see anything there in terms of, wait, 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 personal stories about us programs, get involved resource center, but at resource center brain donation, you can donate your brain to them. Uh, let's see. What is it? Let me CTE concussion response. I don't see anything about CTE treatments. Okay. Let's see that. Hmm. Again, this is all research stuff. So, but I, I would I would do the again the website is what what is the website again concussion concussion foundation concussionfoundation.org. So check that out, my friend. And yes, you should be concerned about this. Uh, but obviously, no more no more concussions. Regular exercise, proper diet, regular sleep, and use your brain. That's the other part. Okay, let's get another voice message. Hey, Dr. Drew and the Booth crew. Uh, my name is Anthony. I'm 26 from Minnesota. Mm. Uh, a little backstory. I'm an electrician, and uh, there's one day at work I got zapped fixing mm. a light, and mm. uh, it went in my arm and kind of went out of my penis. Ooh. And um, ever since then, like, I get just insane erections. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, whatever, like it's rock hard. Like you huh. have a cock ring on there. And I'm just wondering, is there like some way I possibly like rewired like nerves or something? I don't know. Yeah. I'm baffled, but uh, I would not recommend doing it. But it's <laughs> fucking great. Uh, anyways, well, thanks. Uh, well, you bet I'm coming up in May and uh, quit calling me daddy. I, yes, sir. I will. The superhero origin story. Yeah. <laughs> so this is very interesting. I wish Dr. Winter were here, the urologist. I wanted to get involved with this because this suggests an interesting treatment for erectile dysfunction. What I suspect has happened is the way erections occur is there's a nerve that goes along the base of the prostate that goes out to the penis that releases nitric oxide. And when, the nitri when those nerves are stimulated and the nitric oxide is released, it uncoils the artery in the penis. Let's see if we can get penile artery coils. Let's see if there's something like that out there. 
that the the thing uncoils that that that's what allows blood to flow in at such a high rate to create an erection. It's not actually an outflow obstruction; it's an inflow. Uh, mm, yeah. Not that one. Mm, nothing really there. Did 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 you put? Oh. Yeah, it's, these are micro. It's a microscopic coil, so they're they're really not showing it. That's that's fine. Uh, but the again these these two these things uncoil so the blood can flow in and the the penis can fill, and I suspect that through that electrocution you probably increase the nitric oxide output at the end of the nerves. Now why that would continue to happen is sort of interesting, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing might it deplete someday I don't know. But I, something's happening in those nerves that they now put out more nitric oxide. That's how Viagra works. Viagra works and Cialis and all those drugs work by preventing the breakdown of nitric oxide. So there's more nitric oxide, so there's more uncoiling. This is clearly more release, I suspect, because of what's happened to the nerves from the electrocution. Very interesting. And it's, it, proposed, it suggests a really interesting uh, treatment for uh, erectile dysfunction. Let's uh, hear another one. Hey there, Dr. Mommy. So um, mm-hmm. I've heard of uh, Christina Pazinski talking about um, pushing really hard when she pees. Mm-hmm. And you told her that that could, you know, potentially be a hindrance for her in the future for her pelvic floor. Right. Is that the same for guys? No. If I'm pushing really, really hard when I pee, no. I'm going to, like, have leakage no. later no, no, or no. something? No. Let me know what you think. Zanton from Montana. Piss on me, beat me. Where are them waspies at? What was what was that one? Where are them waspies? Oh, waspies. Um, no, no. For men, it's a whole different issue. No, no. For for her, I, I was talking about uh, post pregnancy stuff that w- that things get lax and you can get vaginal prolapse and all kinds of things drop. And if you're pushing the pressure down there, making it worse, they're more likely to come come down. Uh, you want to do kegels, bring things up. That's the other way. For men, the pushing is a different issue. It's not good for your system. It's it irritates the prostate. I have to wonder why you're having to push. The, again, there's something up. You're a young guy. Why pushing? Is it medication that's causing obstruction or supplements or something? Um, you you need to have urologist take a look at that because your age, uh, at any age, you shouldn't have to push that hard. And if you're pushing hard and you're older, sometimes they have to either start some medication or do something with the prostate to get things to open back up again. I'm still going with the voice messages. I want to answer lots of questions today. Hey, Hitler and Boothman. Uh, my name is Brianna. I have a question about birth control. Mm-hmm. I'm not sexually active, so I decided to get off of the pill. Mm-hmm. But then I started feeling a lot of headaches and just all around more hormonal. Mm. I was wondering, should I just get back on it to kind of regulate that? Or what are the effects of getting off of it and getting back on it with it? like a short period of time is yeah. that should be should that be a concern anyway yeah. thank you love you mommy thank, bye thank you brianna um no problem going on and off in short periods of time that's not the issue but and and doctors do prescribe the things like the birth control pill for the kinds of symptoms you're talking about but i would much rather you go see your gynecologist and figure out why you're having these symptoms in other words do you have polycystic ovarian disease? Do you have ovarian cysts generally? Do you have endometriosis? Is there something else going on here? Are you having, have you, is it just the fact that you need to reestablish your cycling and your doctor might just say, hang in there a little while before you let your own, let your body kick back in. 
I, I am, you know, generally would rather you be off the birth control pill if that's possible. So I, I would go in and get a look at what's going on in your cycling and why you're having these symptoms before you just jump back on the pill. And if you do go back on, they may not be able to work that up. Another one. Hey, Dr. Hitler in the booth, Jews. Lane from Colorado. <laughs> I think it's here. Jew, not uh, Jews. I have a question I've been wanting answers since I was just started going through puberty. Oh, this should be good. Whenever I become very, very sleepy, like can't keep your eyes open, like when you're sitting in a desk at school or your job or whatever, I get a raging diamond hard hard on. And it's not just any hard on. It's like one of those super horny ones where you barely shift it or touch it, and you're like, ooh, daddy. So I just want to know, uh, why does that happen every single time? It's only when I'm, like, going to pass out tired and I'm at work or school or something like that. Let me know. Piss in my mouth, beat me so hard, and I am coming up in May. Thank you. You betcha. Uh, I'm not certain I can answer that. So erections associated with sleep are... Some of it is to do with the sleep cycling. So there's something about the stage of sleep you're dropping into that can activate a spinal reflex. There's a sort of a spinal reflex that goes on in sleep. Uh, I suspect it may be that you're sitting and not not lying down because you say it's at school and that kind of thing. And so that changes the outflow from your pelvis. Uh, bladder tone, you know, stretch on the bladder, again, activates that same sort of um, reflex. And, uh, and again, anything that changes the lymphatic and, and blood flow in that area can can increase the risk of that. But sleep itself does is associated with these sort of cycles of, of uh, tumescence. Another one. Hello. Aloha and shalom, Dr. Drew. Aloha Mommy and shalom. And Mahalo. My name is Jenny. I'm a 36-year-old female from Hawaii, and mm -hmm. I have a question regarding substance abuse. Mm -mm. I'm three months into quitting marijuana, and I was a consistent smoker every day for over 20 years. Mm. I've also in the past either dabbled or abused almost every other type of drug under the sun, mm -hmm. but haven't touched any harder drugs for over five years. Mm. My question is about alcohol. Mm. I desperately want to quit or have a healthy relationship with it at least, mm. but I'm struggling. In the past, I was able to quit everything else cold turkey with no help or even much of a struggle. So I'm wondering, why am I struggling so much with booze? I'm seeking out a doctor-recommended therapist currently, but I do not want to join AA. I'm hoping if you have any insight why it's been so much harder to quit alcohol when I so easily quit everything else. And I'm also wondering if you have any resources besides therapy and AA that you would recommend. Mm. Thank you. Keep it high tight. And please stop calling me daddy. Yeah. Hey, unfortunately, there's a, there's a lot of layers to your question. So let me try to answer it. Uh, why could you stop before? Because this thing is progressive. It gets worse with time and more impossible to control it. You have progressed since then. You have lost control. And you are now at the stage where you're having to, re to you replace one substance with another. And you've now try stopped everything except alcohol, but alcohol, of course, has to replace that. And you will step that up to get the same level of reward in your brain that the brain has progressed to need. You'll step it up, and that becomes very hard to stop, if not impossible, without some help. Now, the evidence base is that mutual aid societies of various types, whether it's rational recovery or whatever, they work. They work with a high degree of efficacy if you do it. The problem with continuing to drink and trying to control it, it just tends not to work. You can go get cognitive behavioral therapy uh, and try CBT, see if that helps you in some fashion. Usually once this illness, it's an illness that progresses to this point, you have lost control and it's something that you have to stop completely. Will you have to stop for the rest of your life? 
don't worry about that. You have to stop now. And you might well have some withdrawal, so it needs to be stopped under supervision. This first year can be very, very difficult of trying not to do these substances. You will start to have feelings. You will start to have experiences that are intense and unpleasant. Some of it will be withdrawal. Some of it will be because you have not had feelings for 20 years. You've medicated them away. And some will be the feelings that you have wanted to medicate away that you've been avoiding all this time. So it makes for a lot of intensity and you need to do something with that. There almost aren't enough dollars and therapists to give you all you need. That's why the fellowship and the, and the support of people who've been where you are can be so very helpful. Other people, many, many millions have been where you are and have dealt with it. And of those that are still around and young, want to help. It keeps them sober. It keep, reminds them of what they struggle with. It, they have lots of service helps them stay sober and they want to, they want to help you. Now, if you continue to refuse all that free service, free, did I say it's free? It's free, and why you'd, you know, why you'd refuse to evidence-based free service is always mysterious to me, but okay. Um, go, go see about CBT and see if you, know, if you can come up with some motivational enhancement, some way to get, get, uh, get going. But the, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to have a moderated relationship with alcohol at this stage of the game. Had you stopped years ago, it's possible you could have done it. Before you lose control, before it progresses, people do kind of control it a bit. Uh, There is such a thing as people with alcoholism that kind of keep drinking and haven't quite lost control yet. It does progress and they accumulate, you know, consequences over time, but they kind of get it together. But once you lose control, it's a different thing. It's a different thing at that point. You're kind of there. Here's a chronically itchy tongue. For as long as I can remember, I've had a sort of itch on the tip of my tongue. It doesn't itch unless I scratch it. And I honestly forget about it entirely. It actually feels good to scratch it, but it never goes away. I think that's sort of a neurological thing probably. It's some sort of like you, you're you stimulating the nerve at the end and that makes it feel itchy. It makes you want to itch it again and you get a release from it. Painful pre-ejaculate. I'm a big guy, 21-year-old virgin. Hey, Hitler. Pretty confident that I've been literally vibing an addiction to masturbation for a very long time. Realizing this, I've been trying to slow it down. When I start feeling filling up to it, I when I start feeling up to it, I wait it out. Meanwhile, cramping up with some penile flutter. Do you guys understand penile that? Penile flutter. Yeah, cramping with penile flutter. Then reluctantly end up doing so to reduce the severity. Is pain like this a thing? How bad do I got? I, I don't know what you're, keep feather. I don't know what you're saying. Is he talking about blue balls? Yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. That's the best I can do. But uh, yes, it seems like maybe your master habits are sort of what they need to be to keep thing, keep the, the pipes clean. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're saying there. Uh, my girlfriend has ongoing acne her whole life, diagnosed with PCOS. Can you confirm on the record that my wife can keep her clear if I apply to her to face directly? No, I cannot do so. <laughs> Uh, her PCOS needs to be treated and her hormones stabilized. And then she may need, you know, treating acne has three different phases to it. There is A, the bacterial piece. So you need some sort of antibacterial. There is the comedo production, which are the blackheads and the clogging and that kind of stuff. And retin-A is what takes care of that. And then there's the oil production. That's the benzoyl peroxides. So it's antibacterial, anti-comedo, anti-oil. Uh, that's how you treat. And then, you know, there's systemic ways of doing that too. Another voice message. Hey, Dr. Mommies. My name is Megan, and I just have an issue with my body sweat. Mm. Um, I tend to have high anxiety and a little bit of stress, Mm -hmm. so I notice that it makes me sweat a lot more. Um, I have pit stains on all of my T-shirts. 
Um, but my concern is that sometimes when I go to the bathroom, I can smell like a body odor kind of coming from my bottom area. And I'm just wondering, do I smell terrible and don't realize it? And everybody can smell my body odor? How can I fix this? Is there a better way to clean myself? Is there a good deodorant or something I could use to help remedy the issue? Thank you so much, Dr. Drew. Okay. Bye. I, I understand this would be distressing. Guys, any advice for her? Uh... I think she might actually smell differently than she thinks she does, and that's a, I bet that would be distressing to her. I, I think it's probably one of those things where it's like uh, if you smell yourself a little, other people yeah. can smell you a lot, and that's what she's... Yes, I, but she was was she saying that it's it's coming from her per- perineum? Like when she pees, she notices it when she pulls her pants down? Uh, from, Not, from her vag, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? That's That's how I understood it. I thought she was talking about the ass. I don't know. But she, but she covered she, up by the pants. She, but she associated it with the sweating. Huh? Well, yeah. Because I think if one part of your body sweats, all of the <laughs> all of the body sweats. I think she should see a dermatologist because she should first get the sweating assessed and see if that's abnormal and, and what can be done about that. Uh, secondly, the smell part sometimes. It's different things. Sometimes actually even respond, responds to antibiotics. Obviously, if it's a vaginal smell. You know, that's something that people try all kinds of stuff. They're not necessarily healthy douches and that kind of thing. And then there are uh, fragrances that you can, you know, the Europeans do this all the time. They consider it an art form to take their smells and sort of integrate it with various fragrances and uh, come up with solutions for this. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, But I would say start with a dermatologist and get this sweating assessed. And uh, there may be various ways to sort of help with that. Plus there are newer anti-sweating kinds of creams and things out there that do kind of work. So that may be the whole story for you right there. Uh, One more, then I'm going to do some videos. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm from South Carolina, Mm -hmm. and I'm a big-time fan of all y'all. I had a question for you. Um, I have had urinary problems since I was two, and they did surgery to stretch my urethra, Mm. so I wouldn't wet the bed. Mm. Um, evidently it did not work and mm. I went to bed till I was like 14 mm. um, then it stopped and I had no problems at all now I'm 50 years old okay. uh, I, I can't stop peeing I pee uh, with no um, you know warning I pee during sex which is horrifyingly embarrassing um, so I was wondering if you could give me some advice on this. I went to a urologist. He said everything was fine. I went to my PCP. She said everything was fine. I went to my psychiatrist. He said everything was fine. So I was just wondering if you had any ideas. Thanks so much. So Bye. you bet. I, I, first of all, let's, let's try to reassure this young lady. Peeing during sex, is that big a, de- that big a deal, gentlemen? Uh, I would probably just be like, oh, cool. I think she's squirting. That's great. I think that's what most men would do. Any, I know you're you're a sensitive type. You'd be okay with this? <laughs> uh, depends how much. Um, you're right. It's, it's I think she's talking about leaking. She's talking about leaking. leaking? Yeah. Mm, yeah, leaking. I mean, I don't know, man. All right. So it's you whatever. don't. Okay. It's if whatever. It's, if yeah. it smells like pee, sure. But if it doesn't, well, don't eat. Don't eat asparagus before you have sex. That's the bottom yeah. line. Um, but Just I no puddles. You know. I'm suspicious. She says she's seeing a psychiatrist, and psychiatrist pretty much these days only prescribes. So that means she's on some medication. 
And those medications commonly cause urinary changes, whether it's uh, incomplete emptying or difficulty holding the bladder, whatever it might be. I am betting you it's some of the medication you are taking. Uh, I'm a little surprised the urologist didn't offer something to sort of counteract that. Um, Kegel muscle exercises obviously can be useful, but again, if it's a medication thing you're fighting back, it's it's very hard to you know really f- fight biology that way. Um, so I would say three things. I would say reassure yourself, or you know warn your partner that this happens, and they'll be fu- again. Men, we soldier on. Really, it does not bother us very much at all. Number one, number two, Kegel exercises. Number three, get a look at your pharmacology, and uh, ask if is there something either to change medication or something that can be added to um, help help with this side effect, which seems to be, excuse me, I've got a weird tickle in my throat. Gotta grab some water. <coughs> All right, give me one more voice message while I'm drinking some water. Hey, Dr. Drew. Hey, Dr. Booth voice. Um, so I've been in the restaurant industry for quite some time now. The past three or four years or so, I'd say I'd only have a hot meal like once every three or four months. I normally get distracted or I let my food rest as I continue to work before I take a break and I'll always be eating cold food. Lately, I've noticed any time I've like started cooking at home and stuff a lot, trying to be healthy. I've noticed any time that I have a hot meal, like within the first two bites, my glasses fog up because, I don't know, I'm getting hot or something. Mm. So I'm just wondering if, like, maybe I messed up my internal thermostat. Greatly like to hear your insight. Thank you very much, guys. I love everything you do. Keep behind tight. Um, <laughs> this guy's great. He is great. Dude, this is the funniest fucking guy I've ever heard. I love that he worries about this. I love it. Uh, you're fine. It's nothing. You have not screwed anything up. You're good. My glasses are fogging yeah, up. And you're good. If you uh, drink hot soup, your glasses will fog up, I'm afraid. And and by the way, when you drink hot li- when I drink hot liquids, I get kind of sweaty. That's the way it goes. Yeah, uh, he didn't he didn't eat hot meals because he forgot his food. <laughs> That's such a stupid problem. He, work, but, he works in a restaurant, man. Makes, he's busy. He's got food everywhere. You don't think about it. Why he's confused? Because he's had so few hot meals that he's just like, are my glasses supposed to fog up like this? This isn't I, normal. This I, never happens. I think that's what that is. What's up with all this shit? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's that's so it. Funny. It is funny. Uh, Hi, Hitler and Booth mommies. But a week ago, I felt like I had to fart, so I did. To my surprise, something came out with it. I went inside to wipe and change to find out it was no shart. It was pure blood. My next shit session also had blood. You like that? I'm glad that makes you guys happy. That was a real, that was a a real twist. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't shit, but it was blood. It was Frank blood. <laughs> Uh, this is, these are great. Oh, oh my god this is this is also a typical man um me being a man i passed on going to the doctor and decided just to see what happens oh my god since then brown's been back to normal no blood nothing has gone up my ass medically or playfully is this something i should have checked out yes you should have it checked out oh my god yes um here's the thing once you get bright red blood per rectum you don't know if it's going to stop you can bleed to death in a very short period of time so I'm glad you made it through the initial episode. What this was could have been a ruptured internal hemorrhoid, could have been a fissure, could have been a polyp, could be a tumor, could be a arteriovenous malformation, could be a lot of things. It needs to be, somebody needs to go up there and look. I realize you're only 35, but there's been a marked increase in colon cancer in 30-year-olds in recent years. So uh, any blood per rectum needs to get evaluated. Oh, my God. 
I've noticed, I want to talk to you guys about this one. I've noticed that there are men that feel empty after they jerk off. From what I understand, it's a feeling of emptiness or shame as soon as they come. I'm a woman. I get myself off on a regular basis. I find my experience to be completely different. It's primal and intense. When I get myself off, I feel amazing afterwards. Not sure if I am uh, common amongst women, but I am sincerely curious why men feel a sense of guilt or shame for jaying their Ds. Also, in your experience, do women normally feel guilty or a sense of shame after getting themselves off? I don't think women do. I think women don't ever talk about it, for one thing. But, gentlemen, what do you think? Do you have uh, that shame spiral afterwards? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. I thought at first she was uh, talking about emptiness in the balls. But as we all no. know, uh, cum is not stored Thank in the you. balls, right, Thank Drew? Thank you. Don't call me daddy. Yep. Thank you. Gotcha. Uh, but, but I do think there's a thing where men feel sort of like, oh, man, I'm gross. They, 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 <laughs> yeah. You know what I Yeah. And it could, because they, they just sort of – are gross. <laughs> I but don't know. That, that also only happens sometimes, though. It's not like every time you jerk off, you're like, "Oh, I'm foul. I'm disgusting." No. It's only like uh, well, some guys do. And, and, corner, yeah, you know? and and I and I would argue that some of that is some of the sort of shame and secrecy and embarrassment around masturbation generally that that everybody feels some of, and it's you know that's a societal thing, whatever. Um, but there's also just some other thing that I that I think every man knows what we're talking about when we say that at the end he's like, "Oh." Ugh. I'm, you know, it's, it's so, uh, it, it, there's a little bit of why did I do that? Or uh, I, I don't know. A little, uh, it's, it's not overt shame so much as, well, you know, men are disgusting and we just acknowledge it afterwards. While I think when we're into our, our sexual arousal, we're so focused that we don't notice any of that. You know what I mean? Right. And so, you know, and, and I'm sure plenty of guys think to themselves, ooh, why did I look at that? Or, ooh, that was not really, you know, what was I doing? And uh, But it's also like the thought kind of ends there. It's like, boy, that was a rough one. And then that's the last you kind of think I think it. so, <laughs> but I think there's also a spectrum. I, I don't, I, I've talked to a lot of guys over the years, and, and when they're younger, they feel a little more of it, I'd say. And they, and there's a spectrum. Some guys really are like, oh, I'm gross. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm a beast. I'm an animal. Why do I do that? Um, and, and you see it here in some of these questions where guys are trying to control it and they're doing it too much and they feel kind of bad about it. They, they have a lot of feelings about it that I don't think women so much do. I, I don't think women do. And, and uh, I, I don't know why. I don't know what that is. What, women, I think, can feel more... Um, I don't know. Uh, More, uh, they're a little more secretive about it, but they're secretive about it in a way that they're not ashamed. It's just sort of a complete thing for them. I don't know. What you guys have any thoughts about that? I mean, I wonder if it has anything to do with what you were talking about. How when we look at porn, it's like a visual. Yeah. You know, so it's like maybe it's not what we actually want. So right. once we're done, we're like, oh, I don't actually. Why did I even? Right. You know, it's like no, if there's and, that disconnect. And, I guess and that's one of that's one of the layers, which is like, ooh, that was gross. Why was I looking at that? You know, it's like, uh, why did that arouse me? What was that? I don't know. Yeah. So there's some of that, but there's some. I I would say, you know, having done Loveline all this stuff over the years, I would say there was more of it back in the day. Uh, so probably when people were, when it was more secretive and more embarrassing to talk about, there was more shame and these days less so, less so. But, but I do think men have a little bit different, a little more of that than women do. I mean, I can say the only reason why I jumped to that pretty instantly is because I don't have either of those things. At at all. You have none of it at all. I don't have the shame. And we were also talking before how I don't have that, um, 
like the mismatch. Like for me, I look at what I look at in porn is, is what you exactly like. What I, it's yeah. just what you like. Yeah. yeah. So, it never it never drifts into stuff. You're going, why well, that? You stay right in your zone. Uh, if if I do, then it's at that point casual. I'm just like looking to look. But it's if not, I'm, it, you're not go- doing business. Mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> just the men are so funny. We're so funny. We like what? we because we, we do that. We just have our zone, and the, we know when we're getting down to business. Oh yeah, we know we're browsing. It's yeah, like, so, it's I don't funny. think we ever do that. I don't think they do that. I, I think we're, we sort of do hunting and and divert. And we we like we like hunting and we like uh, gathering. Well, but no, we like uh, <laughs> gathering. Yeah, but 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 no, no, but yes, but it's gathering um, lots of different diversity. You know, let di- gathering diverse experiences. You know, we like diversity. You, you mean exploring? Like, did I ever tell you? I must have told you this story. Huh. The uh, President Coolidge and the chickens. Uh, Calvin Coolidge. Calvin Coolidge and the pre- and the chickens. I don't think oh, yeah. so. <gasps> I've never told you the story. No. Okay, I think I have, but I'm going to tell it again. Uh, so the federal government used to maintain farms. And the president of the United States used to just do a, a a formal tour of the farms every year. You guys are already laughing. I haven't told the story yet. No, yeah, this is the preface to it. So okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just laughing that I finally used the only president that I know in the entire and, and, Calvin Coolidge. And Calvin Coolidge, <laughs> his name has school in it. That's he, the only reason he, I know. He it. went to my college. He's oh, an well, alumni yeah. of my school. Have you know Calvin Coolidge College? <laughs> no, I, but I lived in Coolidge dorm for a little while. I got to tell you, um, so. So they would tour the farms. <clears throat> and one year, uh, Calvin Coolidge and his wife uh, each came with their own entourage and they went on separate tours. And um, let me remind this. Uh, okay. So the first lady with her entourage is making it around and they get to the chicken area and the farmer lifts up his prize rooster and said, Mrs. Coolidge, Miss First Lady, I'd like to introduce you to my prize rooster. This rooster can copulate at least 100 times a day. And the first lady looked at the farmer and said, make sure you point that out to the president when he comes around. You know what? I do remember this. Yes. Okay. And so the farmer now was sort of like embarrassed and ashamed. And the first lady went off with her entourage. Now the president comes around with his. And the farmer holds up his rooster now and says, Mr. President, the first lady wanted me to particularly point out to you our prize rooster. And in specific tell you that he is able to copulate at least 100 times a day. And the president didn't miss a beat and said, with the same chicken? No, 100 different chickens. So the point is that with with male, this is obviously avian, but with mammals particularly, uh, the sexual arousal is enhanced by diversity. They, they can do more when presented with more diverse, and we're talking about images now, that increases the stimulation. So. So there you go. That's your lesson for the day. So I had told that story, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, remember, I, remember. I remember telling it back in the old studio. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, I, I, I'm, I've been staring at this one video here, wondering what it might be. Dr. Phil, stop calling me daddy. What is that? Uh, is that an homage to the guy that, uh, doesn't want to be called daddy? Uh, it's very close to it. It's, it's just Dr. Phil's flavor of it. What? You have to stop commenting daddy on the huh? post. I ain't your daddy. What? I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy. And your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt. I appreciate the support. It's a little weird, but I do appreciate the support. I, I like the way he did that, by the way. But it's weird to me that he would even comment on it, isn't it? Right. The, do you think, is that an homage to the other guy? Or is he, he's serious. <laughs> so it makes me wonder 
is there a personality style that gets all weirded out by what 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 is this daddy thing? Is am I missing something? Is it like calling somebody gay or something? No. Uh, what is it? I mean, I think it's just calling them. Uh, there, there's got to be some hidden message. It's in a here little that, sexual, I think. You know, it's just like, oh, what's up, daddy? It's like, yeah, like you got you got BDE, you know. But why would you worry about it then? Why would that concern you? I think Dr. Phil doesn't know that that's what that means. Well, it's also, I mean, because it's sexual, people that are more prude. I mean, Dr. Phil does not. You know, that's definitely not his brand. So I no, think- no. I'm glad that he says it's weird. I actually kind of admire the way he approached this, which is, come on, guys, don't do this. It's weird. What I don't understand is why he even made note of it. Why daddy right. would be something that would be, hey, if you said, hey, fucker on there every time you go, hey, please don't call me fucker. It doesn't feel good. Right. And of course, if you know social media and TikTok, expect a waterfall of fucker after it's a, that. It's a bit of that yeah. Barbara Streisand effect. Streisand effect, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. But do we, does, I wonder if anybody could tell us, um, that was good, I like that. But I wonder if anybody could tell us about the daddy thing. I think we're missing something, guys. I really do. What do you need to know, man? <laughs> well, all right. So, uh, so is it something that you am like calling out during sex kind of thing? It can be. Okay. A- and Yeah, it, da- daddy is like a, that's a DDLG, so daddy, what? Don, little girl. That's like a whole lane Oh, of we where see? It's like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's so whole thing. Daddy, Dom, little girl. Daddy, Dom, little girl, yeah. What is that? It's, it's. I mean, it. you know, it's a, like, spectrum like anything else, but it's, like, girls that, like, being treated, like, little, like, like it can and go all the way they, to, like, they, babies. And they have baby talk and stuff. <coughs> oh, yeah, it can go there. It okay, can go there. And, and, oh, so, yeah. and so, and so, listen. Sorry, I'm not meaning to be shame. Be respectful of the expert. You're right. Let the man speak about his craft. I'm my bad. I take it all back. I'm sorry. He's, he's, he's sharing his craft with us. It's yeah. not my craft. Be, be, be I just know about it. I just know about it. Be very respectful. Very respectful. <laughs> so, 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 what do you call it again? DDLG. DDLG. Yeah. DDLG. Mm, and so, daddy down little girl. Okay. And so, if you, if you're wanting to talk to somebody within the community, and you're saying daddy, it it would seem sort of um, playful, right? Correct. In the community, mm-hmm. if you're if you're using it as a Seems like a slur or something outside of the community. What no. do you What are you intending? Th- there is no slur. No, no. But listen, so oh. it's, it's probably non DDLG people doing it, right? Yeah, but, but what that's do they where think it came they, from? I get it. Mm-hmm. But what do they think they're doing by calling somebody daddy? Trying to get somebody engaged in a LG kind of interaction? No, they're they're just they're just saying like it's like me saying. Uh, it, I feel like it's a super. Um, uh, God, extreme version of calling someone like boss, you know, or chief or king. It's like, but, but what's you're wrong just, you're with getting, that? I mean, well, there's right. nothing wrong with that, is what I'm saying. Why, does it, not, why would it upset right. a Dr. Phil? Or it's that, more of a compliment than anything. Why I, would Phil then even make issue with it? Why I think would even? because there's a sexual tone that, you know, calling someone daddy is not new. Do, do you think Do you think that they're couching? It's not just, hey, daddy, how's it going? They're saying daddy. Mm. No, yeah, they're like, yeah, like daddy vibes, you know? It's not mm. like... <laughs> You, you don't say daddy like casually like hey daddy what's up you know like, you don't say it like hey okay. chief you okay. know you say it like sup daddy you know like you, you, okay. you got me feeling some type of way okay you know? okay okay so if dr phil is just saying don't do don't that. do that to good. me okay good that's sure. not my brand you know that, but that's but, why he's smiling like i know what you mean but like come on like it, your, well, your why, dad's so, probably watching he ain't oh, into this you know this gets kind of gross when i think about it but but it sure wh- does. Wh- wh- why why would that young kid have been so upset about it he he 
he seemed to act as though people were calling him using using it as a slur or something. Well, because remember the guys that were the people that were saying that to him were guys. So yeah. it's like, hey, dad, hey, big boy. It's like, uh, would you so like it is that sort of get. Yeah, it is yeah, sort yeah. of. That's why he so, always followed it up with, okay. "I like women." Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So that's where I thought the kind of gay piece was. So, so in a way, well, in a way, reacting to somebody calling your daddy is homophobic. Reacting to some, uh, that kid was homophobic. No, because you're just saying that you're not. So I don't want. It, it'd be like saying I don't want a guy to cat call me. That's basically what it but is. But he's saying, hey, hey, I'm not into it. I'm just not into it. Don't yeah. please don't do it. Yeah, but uh, that's not. You're not homophobic if you're not gay. I I, well, I would argue though the 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 intensity of that guy's feelings belay it a little homophobia because he you know what I mean. Phil, I thought handled it okay. So, but uh, those kids were, he was a little too <laughs> worked up about it. Yeah, All right. there's definitely some, yeah, there's a tinge of uh, right. homophobia. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, inappropriate um, language uh, and phobias, I'm seeing a bunch of R words up there. What's going on here, guys? Uh, what, yeah. What's going on? Some real cool stuff. The, I, I haven't seen any cool guys in a long time. I've been craving cool guys. Ooh, then you know what? If you want a cool guy, I'm going to show you this cool guy that hates Joe Biden. All right. Does he have cool guy teeth and a talk eye? Uh, I want the full thing, full he's, spectrum he's cool. very classic. He's okay, very okay. classic right, cool good. guy. I'll sit back and take it. Let's Here we go. Fuck Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. That communist pedophile raped his fucking daughter. He sniffed kids. He raped them. He touched them. He filled them. He's a raping communist pedophile. He sniffs kids' assholes. He fucking fingers are buttholes. <laughs> it's hard telling how many fucking kids <laughs> that fucking Joe Biden is fucking ass raped. He's an ass-raping, child-abusing, molesting, communist, pedophile, demon motherfucker, and I hope that fucking pedophile, demon motherfucker Joe Biden burns in hell. Burn in hell, you fucking pedophile, incest, communist, daughter-raping motherfucker. Burn in hell, Joe Biden. Go to hell. Fuck Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden in hell, you communist, pedophile, demon, fucking daughter-raping motherfucker. Burn in hell, bitch. Fuck you, Joe Biden, you fucking daughter raping pedophile bitch. That was that was a little beer. He's a uh, that this is a cool guy. Yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah, let's go. Brandon. I bet Tom loved this guy. Tom like him? Yeah, He's we all cool. love him. He is cool. <laughs> He's the coolest. And it's so funny, I've noticed now when I start to listen to a cool guy, that immediately my eyes start drifting to the back. This what's the setting, what's going on right. in the windows. It's surprisingly clean, right? It is surprisingly not a basement and there's no pipes exposed and there's like window dressings. And he's got extra and, chairs for company. And he has a clean new looking sweatshirt on with bright color. It's very weird. I I figure he must be somebody's yeah. um Fa- his groomed his facial hair. Yeah, somebody's taking care of him. Maybe an the, interesting dentist. He's too cool eye. to take care of himself. Yeah, that yeah. dent over the eye may have been a why he's now being taken care of somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say uh, yeah. that that little, you know, the curtains in the back. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like those were his choice. No, no. So, no, unless he's got yeah. a, a sort of wife hostage. Mm. But okay. All right. He's cool. That's a cool guy. Nice. I like it. The coolest. We got some R words lurking around. Uh, that's going to be cool too, I guess. Huh? Yeah, this, mm. uh, this one's fun. I think you'll like it. Uh, and then I want TikToks after all the R rants. Yeah, we got you. Well, he drills my ass coming out of four for no reason. I mean, where was he going? What was he going to do? Spin me out? He was trying to do a Harvick is what he was trying to do. For what? For second place? To do what? He wasn't going to transfer through with that. Freaking retarded, man. So stupid. I, I don't understand these guys. I should beat the shit out of him right now is what I should do, but that doesn't do me any good either. 
I love I love these guys. Yeah, so this is Kyle Bush. But but it was a very uh it was very South Park delivery. You know, it was very yeah. much the way our word is used in South Park. I like that. Uh it, it was not a reference to a person, it was a reference to a behavior that detached from people. Mm-hmm. So okay. Now like with, a, with his M and M's hat on, which is comical. Now here's another guy that's uh, kind of in the same lane. And Ricky, I know dejection, but what happened from the 20RT's vantage point? Well, I mean, clearly the fucking 28s are retard. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. We're, we're over here making laughs here, so I have to fucking wreck all the log cars. Hopefully someone dumps his stupid ass. Obviously, a Ricky Thornton Jr. not very pleased. All <laughs> oh, Ricky. <laughs> That's like a you know that's like a let's let's go Brandon moment. These these racers are becoming uh, outtake kings. You know that whole world what they're willing to say on mic is uh, <laughs> no right. yeah and it's uh, I remember Tom had a really funny uh, observation of it which is was that, which was that once they drop crazy words like that the interviewers do not back away at yeah all. yeah that <laughs> like is, there's no yeah. quick reaction like oh, let's just go yeah. ahead we're live yeah. and <laughs> yeah he, he, he drives he drops four f-bombs in a row and the guy doesn't pull back he's like oh, glad we heard from uh, yeah. from, from uh, dr smith here. yeah preach ricky <laughs> wow uh but now you have a mailman to show me too right sure do yeah, yeah. everyone this sure is just do. kind of an r word kind of day uh. say that again are you retarded no. what's your name Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Bye. <Thanks a> lot. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Are you retarded? We need we need a new word that doesn't have the same, um, you know, that isn't doesn't cause so much controversy. That has the same bite as the R word. You know. I feel like the R word's kind of. Or is it coming back? I feel like it's kind of coming back a little bit. It, it, I could be wrong. Though. Well, you know maybe what, maybe you it's know just what, the company that I'm with that I'm like, yeah, dude, everyone's cool with well, it. Well, I, I, here's where I've seen it come back. It's not anymore. Are you an R? You don't. That's no good, right? Uh-huh, are uh-huh. you an R word? Right. Right. No, we understand that's no good. But yeah. but the the are you made up of the R? <laughs> are, are you made up of it? In other words, you're going to make me say it. Like with yeah. the ed at the you end. You with the ed at the yeah. end. Exactly. Oh, okay. Okay. Are, are you are you adjective r? Oh, okay. Uh, Ooh, I like noun r and adjective r. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Noun r is no good. Adjective r is good. And are not good, but it's coming back. Uh, strong, too. These guys are saying it on mic. But but I, I'm s- still more fascinated by what – it's not just the duration that the interviewers hold the mic in the face of the uh, of the driver's. It's the driver and the audience's willingness to say shit that is just out of control, right? Yeah, it's I feel like sick. it's similar to wrestling. It's like it's just I feel like it's it's not big enough for it. No one's going to oh, cancel NASCAR, NASCAR that watches yeah. NASCAR. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But, but it's, 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 it's just all, like wrestling. It, it's right, like wrestling. No Karen's but, watching NASCAR or <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, no, right. no. Remember candy ass jabroni, like all that stuff. Was yeah, all like, but that's this is these they're going. These are fuckers, and I'm gonna fucking oh, kill them. They, and this is it. They said the same thing. And oh, in, really? I'm just I'm just not saying it. But oh, in wrestling, really? yeah, okay. they go in. <laughs> okay, I, I thought they all had like you know sort of. It all seemed like kitty cartoon to me almost. Oh, you know? I'll show you some fun wrestling clips after this. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we gonna show me TikToks in the meantime? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I love wings very much. Oh, I do too. Wings are my Uh-oh. Stanley. Wait a minute, what did I... Wings are my favorite food ever. Good for her. 
Yeah, did you miss the top of that? Yeah, I, saw I, I, did, I saw a – was that her foot? Yeah. It sure was. You saw it correctly. I think I need to see that again. Oh. Is it all bruised up? Or, oh, oh, it's, it's just dirty. dirty as fuck with lint and stuff on it and maybe some Woo! tar spots. Uh, why is her foot so close to her wings? We uh, uh, we did a bit of a dive on her. Oh, yeah? And, and? Uh, well, what we've learned is that she tried to post normal stuff on TikTok, and then this video is like her third or fourth video. And it that, blew up. And skyrocketing. She's yeah. like, all right, I guess I'm putting my dirty feet next to the food that I eat. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's now really it's a rad. thing. Yeah. So now that's just what she's doing. So think about that phenomenon, that, that humans are so malleable that the likes and the retweets and whatever are such that if we do something horrible that attracts eyes, we're going to do that again. It that's, reminds me of that, uh, what was that movie called? It was Untraceable. Huh. Is that what it was? What, where they had like a website where if you go to that website, there's like a dude that's slowly being like dripped in a oh yeah in a tank of acid or some yeah, shit, and the yeah. more you right. click on that site, the, uh, it drops them in, and the, people do it. The it's, guy it's, from Entourage was in it. It's idiocracy, it is what it is. It's the, ouch my balls. It's it's, it's just <laughs> ouch my balls. You, you remember? It, oh, you're talking about idiocracy. Yes. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. It's a, eventually that's all we watch. It's just some guy getting kicked in the balls. Right. Which is pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we watch that on most of our shows. I yeah, think. your mom's house is probably going to be the. <laughs> we're going to set people. For, we're going to uh, bring gonna, that forward. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to take this nation into idiocracy. <laughs> no more your mom's house. Just call it ouch my balls. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What have you gotten me into? Holy shit. Oh, you're already knee deep uh, in it, Drew. Uh, There's no escaping it. You're you're laughing at people getting hurt. Like you're laughing at people puking. It's you are completely washed. You're yeah. completely washed. Yeah, you're in, bro. And we hey. love it. We love it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just saying. How dare you? How dare you? I'm just saying. You're just proving it a little bit I'm more. I'm just saying. I do know that the laughing at the vomiting is uh, troubling. But, 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 you know, back to, I, you're going to, next show or a couple shows down the road, can you get me the gag couple? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll reach out and we'll try and make something because I, I I have to I have to dissect why I'm laughing at that stuff. It, it's so crazy, but I do know one piece of it is I love the delight. Like we had the guy that sharted when you know his his girlfriend scared him. Uh, the, the delight that partners have in scaring or causing physical reactions in their partners. I think there's something very funny about that. Uh, and then the reaction in the partner is, is the part that the delight is what I find uh, great mirth in. Right, especially yeah. when it's harmless. Uh, yes. Uh, and and <laughs> I, I, I sought out that gag couple a couple times since the shows we talked about them. And uh, like I said, they did the 12 Days of Christmas, and it was good. It was good. Uh, more TikTok? Yeah. Most of y'all are surprised that McRibs are frozen. Oof. Like, Yeesh. let's just... Break. Wow. Like that's what y'all eat. Yeah, I'm sure McDonald's appreciates that. Is. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Hockey pucks. Yo, the, the, yo, fucking McDonald's gonna see that barcode. It's yeah. over for you, Chief. Hope yeah, you don't I'm like that job. I'm afraid so. That's right. Keep going. Give me another one. These are good TikToks. Uh oh. Uh oh. This guy? Is it the same guy? Yeah. He likes knife and axe techniques. But his whole thing is to like practice. <laughs> yeah, he's jumping around too. Calisthenics. 
Can you freeze him? Yeah, what's going on on his stomach? He's got a stab wound. <laughs> That's what that is. That's why I froze it. I think I can tell now why he's so into these yeah, tutorials. Yeah, I think I do too. Somebody got to him. And so he'll want that to happen again. So here's the question. Do you think someone got to him or do you think maybe practicing? Oh, weird I think day? it's 50-50. I think it's a it's coin a toss. Coin yeah, flip. it could easily be one or the other. Easily. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And, and you know what? I There's more to the story. Ready? So normally when you have a knife wound, you have to open the abdomen up to repair the bowel and find out what else got injured. You know what? He's so fat that they didn't have to open him up because it didn't get into his abdominal cavity. You see that? It's just the knife wound, and that's it. Oh, you so you're the, saying that him being fat kind of saved... Well, I just think it's another guy. sort of piece of the history here that's kind of humorous, <laughs> but normally there'd be a slit right down the middle where they opened him up, you know, a celiotomy, where they opened him to, to look for the, the consequences of the stab wound, but that stab wound is just super... just got through the fat and nothing else. Which so, to me sounds like he did it himself. Could be, it could be. <laughs> Could well be, could well be. Uh-huh. And and do you notice what his ta- his uh, his uh, t- Twitter hand TikTok handle is five foot wonder. He certainly five. is a wonder. He he must be small, short, right? I'd say about uh, five feet. Yeah, I'm gonna guess. Just a little fighting for fun. Now I'm intrigued by this guy. See, when you add a little history, it gets more intriguing. Well, I have good news. We're only halfway through this tutorial. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I've seen enough. Thank you. I don't need more. <laughs> These are new moves. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't don't need it. Thank you. Wait, actually, I do think I saw a line on the scar kind of go up and down. Oh, is it like on his chest? Because that's uh, the it's a little thing. hard when it's freeze framed. It's hard because that's the other thing. Could, you can see could how be. it goes down. It's like a line going down it. Uh, let me see. What? Unless there's just a separation. Or yeah, see, I don't see pack. the usual stuff. Yeah, I, don't I, don't see. See. I don't see a scar. It's like a, it's like a, the hole and then like a little line going down. Well, that's what you'd normally see, but I don't really see that. Mm-mm. I don't think it's there. Yeah, uh-uh. I see a shadow every now and then, but yeah. it's probably just like yeah. the way his body is. Yep, yep, yep. What are all those bold bowls around him? Is that dog food and stuff on the distance? Again, I know I have a cool guy because I'm looking at the background. No, yeah, this guy definitely lives in a cool guy place. <laughs> He's got three little pictures up there on the not window. Yeah, isn't that funny? I don't know what those are. Oh, I'd love to see more. Mm. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, I, I feel I feel very um, washed. I feel like I've like I've, I'm back in the cool guy spirit, and it feels good. Welcome, Drew. It feels it's good. Happy to have you. Yeah, it feels good. Um, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this thing up. Uh, store.ymhstudios.com for the Rational Revolution. Everybody, a lot of calls for Rational Revolution now that people are seeing the insanity of what we've been through in the last two years. Uh, I might maybe do a little segment on that coming along here. Do check me out at drdrew.tv for the streaming show. You can get the bobbleheads at drdrew.com slash shop. And uh, voice messages, 818-253-1693. And the email is drdrewafterdark, drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. Uh, Boot Boys, thank you, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. 
Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.